to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. Welcome to our podcast. This is Kim Russo, the director of AGLCA. Today we will be talking with Janice Cromer, who many of you are familiar with since she used to host this podcast. Um, Janice has joined me because there's a lot going on within AGLCA that we wanted to share with you. Before we jump into that, though, I do want to take a moment, as always, to recognize and to thank our Admiral Level sponsors who support AGLCA. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, United Yacht Sales of the Carolinas, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with that out of the way, I would like to welcome Janice Cromer back to the show. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for inviting me this morning. It's great to be in touch with all of our members. And again, it's just thanks again for inviting me. Seems like you've been extremely busy this year. <laughs> we had a very busy 2016 for sure, yes. I was really impressed with your um, um, post, I guess it was just yesterday or the day before, the State of the Association. Um, I don't know where to begin. You've accomplished so much. Um, I guess my first question um, was just congratulations, and the question is, how did you generate such good media coverage, and can you replicate it again in the coming year? Well, that's a great question, and and what Janice is referring to you, for those of you who haven't seen the post we did a few days ago, just trying to kind of catch everybody up, um, 2016 was really kind of the first time that we saw some nationwide mainstream media attention on the Great Loop. We've had coverage before in voting publications, um, but this is really the first time we saw some mainstream interest in the Loop. Um, and the first one was, was really, I guess, the USA Today article that was in both their digital edition and also followed up in their print edition in late April. Um, and that was uh, soon after that, about a month later, the Wall Street Journal covered the Great Loop in uh, their print edition as well. And then late in the year, I believe it was December, there was actually a Jeopardy category that was all about the Great Loop on the Jeopardy game show. So all that was was really interesting. And um, I would love to tell you that it had something to do with our efforts that had all of those come about. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Um, but I really think it's, it's, it's honestly a lot of word of mouth that has been spreading about the Great Loop. You know, I believe a lot of that has to do with social media becoming um, more prevalent in the age group that is our typical demographic. Um, because a lot of the people that are on um, some of the, the social media like Facebook today are the people that are of the age group that are kind of our typical loopers, if you will. And I think that word has just spread that way. I mean, we did contribute to the articles that were out there. And the reporter from the Wall Street Journal even attended our spring rendezvous last year just before he published his article. And he had actually been um, working on and off on the article for about a year that we'd been in touch with him. Uh Um, So while we have contributed and helped those authors with those pieces really wasn't our doing to get them interested in the first place. And the Jeopardy category, we honestly still have no idea how that came about. We were just as surprised as everybody else when we saw that on TV that one evening. 
that was going to be my next next question. I mean, Jeopardy is is like Jeopardy is a nationally known show, and it was just wonderful. I don't want to spend that much time on your media coverage. I'm more interested in letting everyone know and have some questions about the great benefits that you added this past year. Um, the improvement to the Great Loop Link newsletter is just amazing. I think whose idea was that? Um, it was kind of a joint effort and I, I thank you for kind of switching the conversation to the benefits because what I realized when I sat down to write that post was that we had really accomplished a lot in, in 2016, but what we had failed to do was really, um, let members know some of the new things that were available to them. A lot of what we released was really right at the end of the year. Um, uh-huh. But we were so focused on getting some of those things ready and out there that we haven't really done a whole lot to announce many of them yet. So I'm glad we're going to focus on that. Um, The new format for the Great Loop Link actually did happen a little bit earlier in the year. I think that was around the summertime. Um, But that basically came about because as we were looking at the Great Loop Link, and it had been a um, bi-monthly publication, and we kind of said, why is it that we do this bi-monthly, and why is it that it's in the format it's in? And it really came down to um, we did it that way because it used to be mailed on paper. And it was really just too costly and too time-consuming to go through that process every month. So it was a bi-monthly publication. And now that it, for several years, has only been available digitally, there was really no reason not to make it a monthly publication. So we're doing 11 issues a year. We are kind of doing a December-January issue combined um, because of the holidays and the time available to us. But once we realized that we really had the opportunity to recreate the Great Loop Link newsletter, we kind of started from the ground up and said, well, why is it visually like it is? And again, that was just stemming from the paper. So we found some new tools that allowed us to um, incorporate photos more easily and incorporate links in a very um, digital-friendly way. So the format is now really actually kind of developed for tablets and smartphones. Um, And soon after we did that, we got a lot of great feedback, but we also heard from some people who, members who want to be able to print that, um, basically to carry with them on board. And that was a great point, and the format we were using was not real printer-friendly, so now we're offering both, the digital version that is very pretty and easy to use on your tablet, but also a printable version for those who um, like to have that so that if they're not connected to the Internet, they still have access to the information. They still have it. Well, before I forget, I would just like to mention the wonderful work that Karen Nettles has done. She's taken over a lot of what I used to do, but I've been in meetings, and a lot of the tools that Kim's using and the writing of the newsletters, Karen is just doing a great job, and they're accomplishing so much. So, Kim, when you see Karen, please give her my compliments. (laughs) Um, I will do that, and she'll probably hear this, but adding Karen to the staff was also one of the things that I consider one of our our great changes for 2016. And Janice, as you moved into retirement, we did bring Karen on board um, as a Mm -hmm. full-time member services person, and she is writing a lot of that content. She came to us with... um, several years of experience at a different membership association, which has really proved invaluable because she brought with her um, some new ideas on how to do some things for an association to benefit the members, and that's been really helpful too. Great. It definitely shows. Um, I was just playing around this morning again with the Great Loop Cost Estimator 
That is a wonderful tool. And now that it's searchable, I just think it's invaluable. I hope are the members using it. They are, but what we really want to get across on that, and, and that's one of the reasons this was in the post as well, and, and again, I appreciate you helping me use this podcast to get all this information out to the members and the non-members about what's available to them um, as, as just to the public, but also should people become members, and one is that Great Loop cost estimator. The tool itself has been out there for a while, and it was developed with the help of members, um, but what's new is that we released the ability to search the information that's been input by others. So what really has the biggest effect on the costs of doing the loop are the type of boat you choose to use and then your cruising preferences. And by cruising preferences, I mean how many miles a day you typically like to cruise and how many nights a week you plan to stay at a marina, and things like that, you know, how fast do you like to travel. Those are the things that are really going to have a big impact on your cost. So um, the data that's been input by other members is now searchable. So you can pick some fields and search. So if you're thinking about buying a um, 36-foot Grand Banks for the Great Loop, you can search for that and pull up the costs that other members have had doing the loop in a similar boat with similar cruising preferences. So what we really need to happen now for that to become extremely um, useful is for gold loopers who are out there and who have kept cost information on their great loop trip is to go to the greatloop.org website and go to that cost calculator and put their data in, not so much to estimate their costs, but as a report of what their costs were. We strip off, actually we don't really ask for much identifying information, but anything that is there we strip off. And then if someone searches and the information you put in matches their search parameters, your costs will be brought up and that can help them to estimate what their costs might be for doing the loop. So, you know, that's the idea behind it and all the pieces are in place. What makes it even more useful will be more and more data being added to it. So we're asking our gold loopers to go out there and do that if they can. Does it have to be gold loopers, Kim, or can it be anyone who's done a portion of the loop? Or it really can be anyone, um, I guess, is, is, a, is the best way to put that. Most of the parameters you're putting in are based on um, weekly and some monthly estimates. So, yeah, it could still be uh-huh. useful even if you haven't done the whole loop because from what we've found, the, the cost estimates are going to be pretty close. Um, okay. So, yeah, if you've got some information, we, we would encourage you to put it into there for the benefit of some of the other members, sure. One of the things that really impressed me, um, I searched on Marine Trader, um, 40 to 50 feet. It was amazingly fast to bring back the data. I mean, I was really impressed with it. Um, well, and that's so much that you to um, one of our on-staff programmers that we have the benefit of using through the, the parent company of AGLCA. Um, <laughs> so we were able to... <laughs> secure some of Ellie's time to, to build that for us. So we thank her for that, too. Well, give Ellie my compliments. You know, one thing I, I'd well, like I will do that. <laughs> to be impressed, you know, AGLCA is such a team effort. Everybody works so well together. And it's really impressive that they've accomplished as much. And I think it is because 
of the great synergies the team has. I know you've added benefits to members and non-members. Um, the um, loop segments is the redeveloped or redesigned loop segments is really is really great. Um, I took a look at Chicago to Mobile because I know that's the one that has been revamped. Um, it's fantastic, and I love to sample itineraries. Um, that's based on about 50 miles a day. Yeah, and and what what Dennis is talking about now, we, and this has been a work in progress, but we get requests from people to get a better idea of what an itinerary might look like, what the stops might be for the Great Loop. Um, so what we've started to do is to put together by segment of the loop some very detailed information. Um, so the one that is ready and is released is for Chicago to Mobile. So anyone, members or not, wanting to go to the website, if you go to um, greatloop.org, and then I believe it's about the route, you'll see the choices of the segments. All of the segments have information under them. The one that has the new format and the detail is the Chicago to Mobile segment. When you click there, you're going to see um, maps with an overview of the route. And then as you dig deeper, there's a series of information for members only and then information that's available to everyone. Um, one of the things for members is a sample itinerary. And, yes, Dennis, we did base that on traveling on average a preferred distance of 50 miles per day. We know that that varies. We know that there may be some days that you travel 20 and there may be some days that you travel 80. But we needed a starting point and kind of a, a rule of thumb to use to build that out. So that's what it's based on. Um, and I think that's going to be helpful to give people a better idea of what the possibilities are. And we also had members contribute their itineraries to us to help us build that out as well. So, yeah, definitely a team effort. But um, in addition to the sample itinerary, some of the new things there for members is links to forum postings specific to that segment, all different topics about that segment. If it's been posted to the forum, we're linking it from there just to make it a little bit easier for people to find the related content. Um, for members, there's also a link, a series of links to different Great Loop link articles about that segment of the loop. And we're also building out a section called Captain's Notes where members can contribute information that they found along that area of the loop. For non-members for each segment, there is going to be information, um, actually links to this podcast that are relevant to that segment as well as some other useful links for non-members as well. So we encourage you to check that out. Um, as you might imagine, it's been kind of time-consuming to build that out, a little bit more than we anticipated. So our original goal was to kind of keep up with the area of the loop that the traditional seasonal schedule dictates when loopers are doing the whole route in, in about a year. We have since fallen a bit behind with that, so we are still working on the mobile to the keys segment. We know most of the members are in that area now, so that probably won't be released until they're already through there. Um, we were actually just discussing yesterday skipping the next segment and picking up um, a little bit further up the East Coast so that we might get back on track with where those seasonal loopers are starting to approach so that we can mm -hmm. get back on track with providing the information they need as they need it and then Love come it, back yeah. and fill in the segment that we missed to jump ahead um, but eventually the whole route will be built out. <laughs> um, I don't have a good time frame for that quite yet. Um, like I said, it takes a lot of time to pull in the relevant um, forum posts 
and the relevant podcast and everything else that goes along with that. So definitely an enhanced benefit for both members and non-members. Um, and we're gonna we're we're developing it as quickly as we can, but our staff is pretty limited, so um, we're we're working on it. Well, I personally would rather see you take your time and do it to the to the um, depth that you've done the Chicago to Mobile. There's just so much information. Um, let's skip on to some of the other benefits. Um, the app, where did that come from? That is really 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 nice, and I think Club Express has something to do with that our um, platform for the web-based information? They did. And um, early in the year, we started looking at developing an AGLCA app. Um, and on our dream list, there were lots of, lots of bells and whistles in there. Um, one of the primary features we wanted was for members to be able to find each other geographically, visually, kind of a find-your-friends type app, if you will, if you're familiar with that on an iPhone. Um, and we did get some quotes on development for that, and it was extremely costly. Um, but about the same time, our existing web host, which is Club Express, um, and they're more than a web host. They actually build all of the, the front-end and back-end software for our website. Um, they developed an app for use by all of the clubs that they support, but each club has their individual version of the app. Um, extremely low cost to our members, so we decided to go ahead and start with that um, Rather than investing a whole lot of money that would lead to membership dues increases, we decided to start small. Um, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles we would imagine, but it has most of them. Um, and like I said, the price point was very good for, for members. Um, so we were able to introduce that free to members. This is another thing where I just want to encourage members to use it because the benefit of it is really going to come from having more people on it. Um, there is a, an Android and an iOS version, so you just need to go to your app store and search for America's Great Loop Cruisers. You'll see a small Club Express under that. that you'll know you're on the right app. And if you download that, um, you will use the same credentials you use to log in at greatloop.org. So the, the app talks to our existing database, which is a huge benefit. You don't need a separate username and password, and once you're logged in, it'll remember you. Um, but it's really a great tool for members to kind of keep in touch while they're cruising. Um, I, you know, that's the basis of it. It includes a mobile version of the entire website that's much more user-friendly than if you just go to the website on a mobile, mobile browser, which is uh -huh. nice, but it's the meets function that allows you to see any members within a certain distance that you specify. The maximum right now is 50 miles, and of course, you're only going to see members who have um, chosen to make themselves visible. But it's a okay. great way to find each other for docktails as everyone is pulling into the, the docks for the evening. Good idea. Um, trying to think what else you've done. Oh, the webinar, that is just fantastic. I believe the one that is already up on the webpage is basically um, all about a generalization of what the loop is about. Yep, it's an introduction to the Great Loop. And we hope to eventually make that webinar series um, – a more full library of webinars about the Great Loop. Uh, but we did just release the first one, and it is a free webinar. If you go to greatloop.org and click on free resources, you'll see webinars in the list, and it's free to anyone. Um, but, yes, it's about a one-hour introduction to the Great Loop. So it answers the most frequently asked questions about the loop. 
gives some statistics and then kind of takes you on a tour through pictures of the route itself. Um, so it's a good introduction, a good overview of the Great Loop. Probably helpful for those of you who have known about the Great Loop for a while and, and are already kind of hooked on it. Um, it's probably a great thing to send your friends to for them to understand what this really is that you're talking about. You mentioned the frequently asked questions. I love the revamp that you did. It's just so simple and clear and just, excuse me, easy to use. Um, are you going to add to the questions? I mean, I like it the way it is. It's just simple and the basics. What's out there definitely is the basics, and what it replaced had at some point come um, become almost a little too specific, in my opinion, in some ways. Um, there were some very specific questions there, some that I've never even been asked, so I don't know how long they have been out there. Um, but a lot of them were not very frequently asked, as far as I know. Um, so I think it had started to become a catch-all for places where, for information we weren't sure where else to list on the site. Um, and I think that kind of diluted the value of the answers to the ones that really were frequently asked questions. So we kind of simplified uh -huh. it. Um, the goal there, uh, as, as we can scrape together some time to do it, um, we had a whole lot more frequently asked questions on the list. And I think what we're going to look to do is to make a member's version of frequently asked questions and populate that with those topics that come up in the discussion forum um, pretty much on an annual basis. And those of you who have been members for a while and follow the discussion forum probably know what I'm talking about. But there are certain questions that pop up there regularly. And it's, it's not as easy as a simple frequently asked question to answer because there probably is no right or wrong answer. Um, and one such mm -hmm. discussion actually happened this week about whether um, um, one engine or two engines is the best way to go for the loop. Um, uh -huh. There is no right answer, but there was certainly a very robust conversation about it. Um, so what I envision is, is almost a frequently asked questions area for members that will link back to those posts in the forum so that hopefully people can find them more easily. Um, don't get me wrong. I love that the re robust discussion mm -hmm. happens frequently, you know, that, that the same topic might come up again and it might start over again because there's always more little tidbits <laughs> that come out in that. But if uh -huh. we can start those discussions um, from what's already been posted, it might save those um, posters who we so greatly appreciate that answer those same questions for us on a repeated basis when people ask them. Um, so just making it a little bit easier to find the existing content, I guess, is maybe what I would call that effort. So we'll, we'll, we'll plan it, to work it, on that in 2017. Um, I'm going to skip on to the um, Looperpalooza that's coming up because that's coming up very soon, isn't it? It is. And if you don't mind, Janice, I'm going to take a quick break to play an ad from one of our sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll cover the details of the upcoming Looperpalooza. Okay, great. Thank you. We'll be, be right back. What makes Pantaneous America's yacht insurance special? Pantaneous America provides coverage and flexibility without any hidden or implied warranties. Licensed in all 50 states, Pantaneous America offers unparalleled service to our international network of offices. Pantaneous America allows for extremely liberal navigational limits. Pantaneous America's experienced worldwide claim staff is there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
With no deductible for fire, lightning, and total loss claims, Pantaneous America is always by your side. Call or visit us today and ask about our special offers for Great Loop Cruisers, 914-381-2066. Pantaneous America is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. And we're back on Great Loop Radio. Today we're chatting with Janice Cromer, who many of you know as the former director of AGLCA. And I asked Janice to join me so that we could kind of walk through some of the uh, newer benefits, really, of of AGLCA, both to members and to the general public. Um, As I mentioned earlier, we've done a lot of work to release some new things, especially right towards the end of the year. A lot of these were released. We really haven't had much of a chance to share the details of them with our constituency. So that is kind of our mission today. And right before we took that break, um, Janice had just brought up Looper Palooza, which is uh, brand new. And, well, parts of it are brand new, I guess I should say. And it's coming up in about two weeks. Um, So, Janice, I know that you're familiar with the Gold Looper reunion because you actually implemented that several years ago and and, um, attended the first several of those. Yes, always a good time, always great to see the Golden Loopers. But you're way expanding this year, correct? Yeah, you know, I think this is the third year we're doing the Gold Looper reunion in Fort Myers, and um, each year we've kind of changed, changed the event itself a little bit. So um, a few years ago we had the Gold Loopers um, in, in the city of Fort Myers, um, and Fort Myers is a great city, and it certainly is kind of a winter haven for current members, current loopers, and um, members who are gold loopers. Um, so a few years ago, we did the gold looper reunion there and used um, one of our sponsors, Pink Shell Marina, which is out at Fort Myers Beach, the following day to hold a looper lifestyle seminar geared towards people who are still planning the Great Loop. And that worked pretty well. Um, but last year, to give ourselves kind of even more space, we held both events at the um, Harborside Event Center in Fort Myers. And that worked really well also. But one of the things that we kept hearing from the attendees at the Looper Lifestyle Seminar, um, remember, these are people who were not yet doing the loop, and they knew that the Gold Loopers were in town and that there was a separate event happening for them, and all they really wanted to do was talk with the Gold Loopers um, it was like the Gold Loopers were rock stars for them, and all they wanted to do was have a chance to interact with them and ask them some questions. And we polled the Gold Loopers about that after the event, too, and they were very interested in that idea as well. So this year, um, there is time for those two groups to mix and mingle, but we've also added a third track or a third group, um, which is geared mostly towards our current people, people who are currently doing the loop route, we know our fall rendezvous sold out very quickly, and we were looking for ways to get the information to members who weren't able to attend the fall rendezvous, either because of the sellout or for some other reason. So the route briefing track brings in some of the same speakers we had at the fall rendezvous, presenting those same seminars to members who couldn't attend it in the fall. Um, so there's three tracks, something for everyone, really. Um, there's a reception where all three will mix together. And then there's a luncheon specific to the Gold Loopers and the Looper Lifestyle attendees where they can kind of get some mentoring and ask some questions. So we're excited about the event. It's um, January 20th and 21st in Fort Myers, like we said. (laughs) Registration is open until the 13th. 
online. So about another week. So about another week, um, yeah. Yeah, go to greatloop.org, click on events, and you'll see Looper Palooza there and a full description of each of the three tracks that you can choose from and a full agenda for each. Um, we're expecting over 200 people in various stages of their looping adventure to be there. Um, so it's really grown over the past few years. It's kind of approaching oh my goodness, the size, yeah. at least attendee-wise, of a rendezvous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's, it's almost becoming our winter rendezvous. Well, it's a little shorter than a rendezvous. It's just two days. And the route breathing track is actually just a single day. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, something for everyone. So um, should be it should be a great time. We're excited about it. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, good luck with it all and safe travels to everyone and who's going into our staff. Um, the bigger news for the spring now, tell us about that. Or is it too early to reveal too much except the location? And now, the spring rendezvous registration is actually already open and has been for quite a bit. And if you haven't, if the listeners out there haven't heard the news, for the first time in about six years, we are moving to a new venue for the spring rendezvous. It's going to be in New Bern, North Carolina. Um, the host facility is the Doubletree Riverfront in New Bern, and that's where the hotel rooms will be, as well as all the seminars and meals. And the marina, which is literally steps outside the door there, is the um, New Bern Grand Marina and Yacht Club. And they are a sponsor, and um, we're just thrilled to be moving to New Bern and seeing what that has for us. Um, The town, uh, it being a small town, very quaint and and just beautiful southern town, is really um, opening their arms wide for us and planning some special events as well. So more to come on that, but I think it's going to be a a very fun move and a nice change of pace for the spring rendezvous, and we're excited about it. Well, good luck to you. One question I did want to ask, in fact, one of our members brought it up in the forum, and I don't know how much you can tell us about it, but the initiative to keep our waterways open for all of all boaters, not just loopers. I know last year we joined with MTRA and um, South Seas Cruising Association. Um, plans for that in the future? Too early to say? Or... Um, it's a little bit early. Um, what's ha- we, as many of you probably know, we did partner with um, the Seven Seas Cruising Association and uh, Marine Trader, I'm sorry, Marine Trawler Owners Association (MTOA) um, to have an active role in the legislative process in Florida, where there were um, some legislative initiatives to limit the rights of boaters to anchor in certain places and for a certain amount of time. Um, so that effort is starting to pick up again with. The election's now over with new um, legislative sessions starting in various different states and a few different initiatives in addition to Florida um, for different things that could limit voters' access to the waterways. Um, So I I, I thank MTOA for reaching out to us to be involved in that effort again, as well as SSCA has reached out to us. Um, It seems like the three organizations are on board to kind of work together to have a voice in the process again. Um, so we're probably going to be um, getting some more information out to the membership of all three associations in the very near future. Um, that's about all that's certain <laughs> at this point, um, but I certainly will share some additional information as soon as it becomes available. And it's great to um, have the ability to partner with some other associations with similar interests. So um, hopefully we can make some good things happen for our members through that process. Well, all I can say is it's been a hugely busy year for you. Um, <laughs> kind of a 
strange question. How many hundreds of people are you going to add to the staff this year to keep that going? <laughs> <laughs> we are keeping the staff the same. Um, we've got, I guess there's four of us. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I guess there's three of us full-time and two of us part-time, and um, we're managing to accomplish a lot. And, of course, we do have some additional support from that AGLCA gets from our parent company, which is a huge benefit to us. Um, to get some IT and some accounting support from them. So um, we can do it with the staff that we've got, and um, we're just going to keep on trucking. And that's why sometimes we forget to tell you about the things that we've released (laughs) for all of our members. We're so busy trying to get it done that we kind of lifted up our heads at the end of the year and said, well, we got this stuff done, but we really haven't let everybody know it's there. So, Janice, I want to thank you for joining me um, because I think most people would much rather listen to a conversation than me just kind of spouting off all the things we're doing. So I appreciate you helping me get the word out today. Well, again, thank you for the invitation. It's good to be back. And um, good luck with next year. Success to everyone, and Happy New Year. Thank you. And to you too, Janice. And if any listeners have any questions about anything that um, we explained today, uh, please feel free to get in touch with me. We're easily reachable through the greatloop.org website, or you can email me at krusso at greatloop.org. We will be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, thank you for listening and safe cruising.